Welcome to the first GCMC podcast, where we look to get off-the-record thoughts and perspectives from individuals who have been hiring managers and in hiring positions in their careers. So through this podcast, we hope to help students get a deeper sense of what some of these individuals, individuals think about, excuse me, and better help them prepare for interviews, networking opportunities, and for, for their careers in general. So we are thrilled to have as our first guest, Jamie Rizzo, who is a graduate of Zicklin's uh, MS Accountancy program. Jamie has an incredibly accomplished background um, and is one of the most thoughtful individuals, both kind and in thought process, I think, that I've had a pleasure of meeting. Uh, he also wrote a book this year about careers and job searching called The Ultimate Career Guide for Business Majors, which we will also discuss. So Jamie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, we are going to have you kick us off. Um, okay. So just get us started by telling us a little bit about yourself. Um, sure. And your background, so um, our listeners can get a, a sense of who you are. Sure, sure. I've, I've worked in finance and business for about 20 years now. Um, wow. And started, you know, I, I, my undergrad was actually liberal arts. I really didn't know oh, really? what I wanted to do. Yes. Okay. And uh, uh, went and got my MBA. I knew I was either going to go get my MBA or, or law degree. Okay. Uh, went and got my MBA. And from there, you know, 20 years later, I've had a lot of experience across the board in finance, business development, mm -hmm. asset management. Um, so I worked uh, down in Charlotte with one of the banks, First Union, which is now uh, Wells Fargo. Um, came up here to New York, worked for about eight years at, at Bloomberg uh -huh. uh, in the corporate finance role, working for the CFO, treasury, strategy, uh, financial planning and analysis ac across the board. It was it was an awesome job. Uh -huh. Got to do so much. Uh, from there, though, I realized you know asset management is really what I want to do. I just enjoy looking at companies, investing. Yep. And uh, worked at Fitch, the rating agency, for I think ten, nine and a half years. Mm -hmm. um, doing uh, the same thing. Did a lot of things there. Predominantly in an analytical role. But I also uh, did things on the business development side, did things on the product management side, kind of as, as side jobs there. Right. Um, and now the last four years, I've been at uh, Aflac Global Investments um, doing asset management. We manage a portfolio. Uh, Aflac has $120 billion in assets. We manage their assets. We predominantly invest in corporate bonds. Okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> So again, like deep background, especially yes. within financial services, <laughs> right? Um, and Jimmy, you and I connected about this sort of podcast and sort of ideas, and you had just a bunch of thoughts about our discussion, and many, if actually every one of them, really resonated with our students um, and what they and sort of their experience when they apply to jobs, thinking about applying jobs as well as interviewing, mm -hmm. um, and in particular. Um, um, two points of, of doing adequate research, both mm -hmm. on the position or roles, yep. as well as the company. And, um, and those really stood out. Can you talk a little bit about what is involved in researching a role before applying to a job or even going into, into an interview in your perspective? Like, yeah. What's really involved in that research? Yeah, I, I, think, I think the first thing is you want to know about the company. What's the latest things going on with the company? Okay. You don't want to go into an interview and be blindsided that the company was just acquired by somebody or right. just made a big acquisition because it could come up in conversation. You don't want to sit there and say, oh, I didn't realize that happened. In some respects, that's almost like a non-starter, I think, for right. the interview, right. the person giving the interview, <laughs> if, if they realize, wait a second, this person hasn't prepared. And it, it really is all about preparation. And you yeah. want somebody who takes preparation seriously 
um, and comes in and just knows, is very thoughtful um, and thinking about what is this company, what does this company do, who are they competing against, what are their challenges, what are their opportunities and challenges. Right. Because those those issues could come up during the during the interview. They right. really could. I mean, an, an interview, I know people who their first interview will, you know, the first question will say, tell us what we do, tell us what our company does. Right. Um, and so, so actually off of that, like, so, so we find actually too that sometimes students research on companies focuses on like market share, mm-hmm. maybe their core business or mm-hmm. businesses, mm-hmm. CSR, um, community impact, yeah. things, that, things that you get on a website, but yeah. it sounds like you're saying go deeper than, you have to go deeper than that. You, 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 you can't, like that is, that's the entrance you have to, you have to do at least that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you want to also give it thoughts about what are the challenges of this company, right. what's going on with this company. So let's just say you're going in to interview with a television company, you know, Perfect. you want to you think about what's going on what are mm-hmm. my what are my viewing habits right now hey maybe i don't oh, totally, i don't subscribe yeah. to spectrum anymore i just i cut the cord and i just watch everything online mm-hmm. legally i watch everything right. <laughs> um and then why you made that decision maybe yeah right? exactly why and so what are, yeah and so because because those questions could come up mm-hmm. and you might want to ask the person interviewing you know how do you how does your company look at these challenges there's things going on in the industry if you give me any industry any company there are some uh, uh, issues that these companies have to face. There's some competitive right. threats or secular changes going on with consumer demand that they have to face. And so you just want to be conversational in yeah. those issues. Right. Um, you know, be it blockchain, uh, organic foods. I mean, across totally. the board, every every industry you give me, I can come up with you know a few things that are going on in that industry. And so. You want to just be thoughtful, think about those things, and it does show, at the end of the day, it shows a level of, of preparedness. Yeah. And it is, I think it's very symbiotic that, you know, the person interviewing and the person, the person giving the interview and the person being interviewed, you know, the person giving the interview, you want to make sure that this isn't a person who just wants a job. They, they want, you know, they could see themselves mm-hmm. in this role, in this company for a long time. For a long time. You know, and that's, yeah. that's what you want. You want right. somebody excited about that. that. Yeah. You kind of, even on a side note, you kind of brought up, I mean, just through the research of the company, you're bringing up questions you can bring into the interview. Yes, right? exactly. So Absolutely. That, that's great. Yes, yes, yes. So, so if we covered, so if you covered that as, mm-hmm. as, as being research on the company, mm-hmm. what about researching on the role? So researching on the role, yeah. is, it might be even more important. Right. Um, because you want, it's, it's the same thing. You want to fit, you, you want a, you don't want a, a, you know, a square peg in a round hole. Um, it's all about finding the right fits. As as me giving the interview, as somebody interviewing, you know, there could be a role for everybody. You just yeah. need to find those fits. Um, what does that mean, though? Like you you need to know where, like, what you see is like your career path mm-hmm. and why, and what do you find uh, uh, exciting as a as a career. Okay, and and. You really think about it as, you know, in finance, do you want to do, do you want to do like some of the CFO stuff that I talked about earlier, the right. treasury stuff, the strategy stuff? Uh, do you want to do asset management and mm-hmm. why? You know, it's all, it's all, what do I want to do and why? Um, and you want, so if I'm giving the interview, I want to hear a level of excitement from this person that this really is the role. Right. This is, hey, I want to do, I want to be in product management because X, Y, and Z. I want to be in asset management because I just absolutely love, you know, looking at companies and 
deciding if I want to invest in them. You know, I right. want to be in, in marketing because I love trying to, you know, increase sales, stuff like that. Um, that is, that is, you want to get that match. You don't want, what you, what you have to avoid is interviewing for something and not making that connection. Right. You know, I'm here for a job. I, you know, any job will do. I just want a job. You, you need to get some kind of connection there. Of, totally. I'm here because I want this role and this career path. And when there's sort of, when there sometimes tends to be uncertainty about mm-hmm. roles and sometimes um, somebody's like, ah, oh, there's this big buzz role, right? That I'm, I'm hearing. I really want to become, um, a digital product manager, mm-hmm. but really unsure about what that is. Yeah. How quickly does that come off in an interview? But on the on the flip side, how can individuals start to start to research what those roles actually yeah. entail, what they do on a day to day basis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think looking at as many job openings as possible, you can okay. really start to get some traction on this is what that role is. Yeah. and and the book. I try to, you know, those, I lay out 32 careers to try to, you know, set the playing field. Right. This is, it's a finite universe. Cause I think a lot of people feel like it's an infinite universe. Right. It's finite and here's, here's, you know, all the options. And so then you can really dive deep on, you know, digital product manager. What right. do they do? Go to, you know, Expedia probably has a digital product manager. Yeah. Autodesk probably has a product manager. Yeah. You know, you can go down the line and you can you can see people's LinkedIn profiles. You can see totally job openings. Oh, now I get it. Now this is this is what it is. Hmm, maybe I don't want that, or this is exactly what I want. Yeah. For for the person that still isn't sure, or for the job role that might not be that clear, because that happens. Totally. Hey, there's an yeah. operational role, you're gonna be doing a little of everything. You know, in some respects, that's exciting for certain people too. Sure. Hey, I, that's what I want, because I'm not sure yet. Yeah. But I do know that my work ethic, my roll up your sleeves, you know, kind of work ethic is, is a fit for this. And I can do whatever it takes, wherever it takes, you know, I'm there. Totally. Yeah. And how do people communicate the network of ethic? Like you just have some person in front of you, you've got the resume, now you're interviewing them, but like how does somebody really effectively communicate a work ethic? I think uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great question. I think you, you start with, um, hopefully you, you do have examples of things you did in class, things you did as side jobs. Right. Um, we always look at, you know, people who, who work and put themselves through school, uh-huh. athletes, military, you know, that's that's kind of like another level in, in, in my mind, at least, where, hey, there's there's a perfect example of work ethic. Yeah. Um, things you did in class, uh, extracurricular clubs you were in. That's another example. OK. Um, uh, I think it comes off also in in just the way people can show their excitement of I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I've had people, I've, I hired somebody uh-huh. uh, out of college who I would say the first 29 minutes, of, so a 30 minute interview, right. the first 29 minutes, it was no, you know, no, this isn't, he's not right for the role. And that last minute, just how he conveyed, you know, I will do whatever it takes, you know, for this role. I want this so bad. Hmm. Um, he got the job and That's he was amazing. excellent. He was wow. great and he did too. His work ethic was amazing and he right. did an amazing job. Uh, so That's terrific. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, so, you know, I, I think you just, there's, there's a way to convey it that it's just, it's naturally within you uh, and you just got to make sure that it comes right. out. Yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah. I always say, and also, I always say something, you know, like a Bill Gates, he would be great. So you should also think about it as you're going to be 
great at whatever you do. So, right. so maybe this isn't, you know, maybe you're not sure what your career path is, but whatever it is, I'm going to be good at. Yeah. Uh, I always say Bill Gates would be a great, you know, lawyer. He would be the greatest sure. surgeon in the yeah, world, probably, exactly. right? Whatever yeah, he yeah, chose, exactly. he would have been great at. So you should also have that mindset of whatever it is, I'm going to be great at and I'm going to move up from there. Wherever right. they start me, doesn't matter. Um, I'll, I'll do well at that and keep doing well. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So there's, um, I mean, these are, I feel like the research part on both roles as well as companies are just sort of, sort of some like some really big picture ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had mentioned some big picture ideas um, that were pretty imp- uh, important, especially in the interview process about, um, well, we talked about being con- cognizant sort of of long-term disruptive change mm-hmm. changes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and then pr- putting parameters around issues that you talk about. Yeah. Right. So what's the bull case? What's the bear case you had mentioned? Yeah. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Like, what do you mean about putting parameters? I think in any interview, people will always ask questions. Just they don't. They might not even know the answer. I'll ask questions where I'm, there's okay. no there's no <laughs> specific right answer for, per se. Yeah. Or I might not even know the answer. Okay. Um. But you just want to see how the individual you know thinks through issues. Mm-hmm. And so you always just you always in business you always want to be thinking that way of what's the far right case what's the far left case you know what's the bull case what's the bear case not what's the right. <laughs> what's the republican democratic case what's, right. what's the bull case what's the bear case what's the worst case situation what's the probability of that worst case what's the probability of the best case and you you try to just put parameters around everything mm-hmm. and come to a conclusion and i think you can lay that out in any kind of because you're always in the business world every day every week you're coming up with other decisions that need to be made and every time you make a decision you turn around there's another decision that needs to be made and one thing one thing i learned in mba school was um you know you don't always make the best decision right but you make a decision that's good enough to move on and make the next decision and so you just always be in that mindset of putting parameters around things and so it becomes important because you you could get curveballs thrown at you in interview questions, you know, yeah. during interviews, you could get questions that are curveballs. But if you have that mindset of just boxing everything, putting parameters, everything, what's what's one side of the argument, what's the other side of the argument, and what's the likelihood and, and come up with a conclusion, you always have to boil it down. Okay, here's my final conclusion. Here's my thesis. Yeah. Boom. But I can't, I can imagine that's, that's like, it's not even around interviews. Like this is about even during your work. Correct. Right. Correct. Like you've got absolutely a boss is going to come with to you with a challenge or you've been given a, um, a project or whatever it might be. Yeah. You've really got to think about it within a framework like that. Correct. Right. That's so exactly best right. Worst case scenarios. Then the next step. Okay. Well, if the best case scenario happens, What's then even within that framework? Correct. Okay. That's exactly yeah. right. Yes. Yes. How do how do people how do you even sort of like train for that? How do you yeah. how do you start to think for I that? I think you just always want to be in that mindset. I think, you know, this is this is the reality. This is, yeah. you know, these are business students. You're in business school, you want a career in business, and this is what business is. You're yeah. constantly having to make decisions, frame those decisions. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's just it's it's the reality of where you're going right. in life. Yeah. So okay. you need to get you need to turn that mindset on. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> so so I, I do want to pivot to talk about the book a little okay. bit, right? So um um so you know, why did you decide to write it? 
and what is sort of the perspectives that you wanted to bring um, yeah. by writing this book? So I wrote it because my, my nephew who is, uh, was studying business at UCLA, yeah. um, he had uh, internships in marketing and tax, and so he was going into his third internship or interviewing for his third internship, uh, and he said, I don't know what I want to do, I don't, didn't really like tax, didn't really like marketing. Um, so he just said, what, what are all the careers out there? Yeah. And so I made him a list of 15 different careers and I said, here's the career path that each of these go to. And, and here's examples of each of these. Here's real life examples that he would understand as a junior at, at UCLA. Um, so his, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law saw it, his parents, and, and they said, wow, you know, every, you know, all of our friends, all of the other parents at high school and college always ask about this. You yeah. Know, what are the different careers that their kids could do? And they said, you need to make this into a book. And so my brother-in-law happens to be a, a business editor. So oh, he helped me okay. through the process. And, uh, you know, the 15 careers kind of morphed into 32 careers. And <laughs> it was something that, you know, it, it was, had my nephew not brought it up, I never would have written this, but it was something always in the back of my mind, you know, interviewing people and just thinking, and so, so not really, not just interviewing people right out of college, but interviewing people four, five, you know, three, four, five years after, you know, in the work environment, looking to make a pivot and yeah. saying, wow, I didn't realize that, you know, which road I was going down and what I really want to do is, you know, over here. Right. Uh, so how do I make that pivot? It's, it's very common to see that. And so I just felt like this was something that needs to get out there. And really just what, what I view it as is a blueprint, just the very first step for every college student, business student, to see here's everywhere they can go, here's all the directions, and you know what, at the end of the day, it could spur somebody also to say, you know what, I don't want to study business. I'd rather yeah. be totally. an architect, a doctor, a lawyer, yep. you know, hopefully not a lawyer. But. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and one of, the, you know, one, of, one of the points in the book that you really make uh, that, that resonated uh, greatly with me was, um, was getting, um, getting individuals, right? Because you're, totally, you're completely right. I think that thinking about this um, is really at any age or point in, in somebody's career. Mm-hmm. So thinking about what it is specifically that the first step really is what is it that you're going to do? And it's not necessarily like what do you want to become in life? Mm -hmm. Um, But the way I took it was, okay, you get up in the morning, you get on the subway or the bus, you walk into an office, you turn your computer on and what are you actually doing? That's exactly right. Right. Right? So and and so it's it's, it's less so of like, you know, do what you love. But like, okay, what are you doing on a day to day basis? It's very sobering. It's this is what you're going to be doing. Do you like that? Right not and if not then pick something else right um, so I try to as much as possible get into that kind of day-to-day week-to-week you know month-to-month mindset and just physical mental thing that you're doing exactly. every day in each role um, and that way the because that is the that's the number one thing you know I know people that back to the people looking to make pivots you know yeah hey, I don't like what I'm doing. I'd rather be doing that over there. But I, I just didn't realize that that existed. I had Completely. no idea that that job existed. Um, so I try to lay out in every, so every of the 32 careers, I try to lay out, here's exactly what you're doing. Really that question, what will I be doing, is kind of everything you know, for each career. You know, Here's an overview. Here's the day-to-day jobs. Here's kind of what skills you need. And then here's some real life examples. If you're in strategy corporate development, well, you know, Microsoft went and bought LinkedIn. You know, there's Mm -hmm. people in the strategy team at Microsoft looking and saying, how should we buy LinkedIn? How much should we pay for LinkedIn? Stuff like that. 
That's such a great point, right? So, like, even seeing a news article like that of some sort of acquisition that's yeah. going to happen or some sort of merger that's yeah. going to happen, right? And then sort of thinking back, uh, thinking backwards, okay, who are the people that made this happen? Yeah. And what were they doing? That's exactly right. And how would I yeah. be interested in doing that? Yeah. That's Co- a great Coca-Cola idea. Coca-Cola comes out with a new label. There's, right, a, new, there's right. a product manager there saying, hey, I think we need to change the color. Of that, right. You know, and, and I think something that pops more. Um, because the, consumers told us yeah. that they want something popular, yeah, so yeah, that yeah, means exactly. that somebody had to do that. There's research that's exactly right. You know, right down the line, um, there there was an article the other day saying you know that private equity has raised, I forget what the number was, but it was in the billions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for LBO for new LBOs going yep. and buying buying new companies, there's people in those private equity firms that have to go raise that money. You know, every mm-hmm. everything that you read, you're exactly right. That's a perfect way to think about it. Every single thing you see read you can back solve for there's somebody doing that right and and it, it's even outside of business hey somebody an engineer designed you know this or that or right. a computer programmer and how did that go to market how was that sold how was it manufactured yep. everything and so i try to lay all of that out for each career and i call it the syllabus test which yeah. only because when i went to school it was always i could always tell looking at a syllabus Oh, I can't wait till we get to this learning lesson. Right. Or, uh, wow, these look boring. I'm not not really right. I'm not sure why I'm taking this class. Right. Um, but every time, you know, I would be like, I can't wait to get to this learning lesson. It was usually a good indicator of, wow, I actually enjoyed that learning experience. And so I try to lay this out as, you know, think of it as 32 syllabi, I guess yeah. is the plural. Um, and which ones, you know, really excite you. And from that, you should dive deeper and, and really, you know, think about maybe that's your career calling. Totally. Yeah. Um, taking away a lot of, from this conversation, um, the the big focus on research, going deeper. I mean, we just kind of you talked about that right there, right? So not only yeah. about the company. Um, so taking taking steps outside of just what you see on the site, but really understanding um, deep uh, deeply when when you're looking at companies, what they do, um, what are external forces that can change them, knowing the roles, um, and then being big picture. Yeah. Uh, before we close out here, Jamie, anything you want to add? Anything just, else? Just the one. Of course, know, the one the the two words that I think every business student should always have in the back of their mind is is analytically curious because all of that okay. stuff comes back to you really should be curious about yeah. about these things. Um, and it just makes you a better uh, a better in the business world. It really does. If you're really curious and just saying, wait a second, how does that happen? Why does that happen? How is that made? Why is that priced that way? Huh. Um, why did they do this? How did they do that? You know, and you just peel back the onion. Uh, it just makes you a much, much better uh, uh, business person, I think. Fantastic. (laughs) All right. Um, uh, So, again, my guest is Jamie Rizzo. Jamie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This is great. Thanks so much. Thanks, listeners, for tuning into the GCMC podcast, where we look to get off-the-record thoughts and perspectives from individuals who have been hiring managers and in hiring positions in their careers. The GCMC is here for Zicklin MBA and MS students and alumni for their careers wherever they are, so be sure to stay in touch with us.